0: The Night Hunt by Brandon Fairclaw It stares at me, pale fingers pressed against the window's glass. It's raining hard now, and with the light from inside hitting it, I can see that the water running down from its white skin has a milky cast to it that the rain above doesn't seem to have. Looking back to its face, I see it's smiling at me now rows of grey-pegged teeth, too many teeth, and behind them a gray tongue twist in that greater dark as it tries to speak or laugh without sound. I had the odd thought that it's eaten too much candy and gone rotten inside. It's no wonder. For all its strangeness, the thing outside looks like a little girl, at least until you get to its eyes. They're black, cold, and pitless. No, it's probably my terrified mind playing tricks. I could swear there was something moving behind those eyes. Worms. And that they are what it is, really looking at me and wanting to get in across the house. I hear Allison start to scream before. My stomach lurched when my phone lit up and I saw it was Allison I didn't want to fight anymore and I didn't think talking about it again would help anything. I told her I'd wanted to break up two weeks earlier and while that initial conversation had been sad and hard I thought at the time it resolved things I would even hoped in time we could be friends again but the next day she called and wanted to talk again for hours and the day after that and on and on The conversation never changed I felt like we needed to move on And find people that we'd be more Compatible with long term And she wanted us to stay together The longer I resisted giving in The angrier and more bitter she got By the end of the week She was accusing me of cheating on her Lying to her, of using her I told her none of that was true And I tried to stay patient Because I knew she was hurting and not herself But eventually I'd had enough I told her last week that I didn't think we should talk anymore for a while and hadn't answered her daily texts and calls since then. And that was my initial impulse this time, too. But she kept calling. Normally it was one call or text and she was done for at least a few hours, but when she called the fourth time in a row, I got worried something was really wrong. Taking a deep breath, I answered the phone. Travis, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Is everything okay? You've been blowing my phone up. Yeah, uh, no. Everything isn't okay. I. I did something stupid. I didn't really mean to. I, I'm not trying to excuse it, but I, I didn't really think it would work, and. Then I went to take it back, and. Allie, what are you talking about? I'm coming over just don't open the door for anyone keep the doors locked and please don't open the door until I get there look I'm really tired and I don't Travis I need you to fucking listen to me this isn't about us if you don't listen to me I'm worried you might die tonight and she was gone I stared at the phone for a long time my mind racing as I went back through everything she'd said and tried to make sense of it. What was she talking about? Was she crazy or on drugs? Was she dangerous? It hadn't sounded like she was threatening me exactly, but people get weird sometimes when they're upset or hurting. Still, not that Allison didn't have issues, but I didn't think she'd try to hurt me. I jumped when I heard a thump at the back door. My first thought was that it was Allison, though I didn't know why she'd be going around back. Walking through the house, I turned on a couple of more lights, her frantic warnings echoing in my head. She sounded really scared. But all the doors were locked, weren't they? That's when I heard the knob on the back door start to turn. Part of hammering, I turned the corner and leapt at the door, slamming against it as I turned the deadbolt and then twisted the knob lock as well. What the fuck was... I moved off the door and over to the window, looking out onto the back porch. It had started raining outside, and it was late enough that it was fully dark, so I couldn't make out anything but a small dark shape leaning against the outside of the door. It looked like a short adult, her child, their ear pressed against the door as though listening for me on the other side. What the fuck? It lifted its head away from the door as it caught sight of me. A moment later it was framed by the window in the interior light, pale and terrible and smiling as it mouthed something silent to me with its pale lips and dark tongue. Looking into its black eyes, I started to back away. But that's when I heard Allison's. Now. Allison's screams, pouring from the front door. It sounded like she was trying to break the door down, and maybe she was. Running back to the front of the house, I started to make out of what she was yelling. Let me in! Fuck, in now! It's coming! It took the time to look through the peek hole into the door before opening it. It was Allison, looking wet and crazy and terrified. Under other circumstances, that might have given me pause, but at the moment, I didn't feel much different. I threw open the door and she jumped in, ripping the door out of my grasp and slamming it shut behind her before turning the locks again. Hey, one of them followed me. Oh God, have you seen the other one yet? I stared at her. Other one? Wait, there's two of them? Her eyes widened slightly. It's already to here too, isn't it? Oh shit, shit, shit! She yelped and recoiled from the door as the knob began to rattle. She looked at the door and then back at me. Do you have any guns? Frowning, I shook my head. You know I don't. Look, what is this all about? Is this some kind of prank? It's a really shitty thing to do. Grabbing the side of my face, she started crying softly. It's. It's no prank. I thought it was bullshit. I. She trailed off as she looked around the room. Where did you see the other one? I swallowed. She's at the back door. Nodding, she took my hand and pulled me further into the house. We need to go somewhere without windows. Your office. That door locks. Pulling my hand free, I stopped in the hallway. Wait, stop. I'm not going anywhere until you tell me what the fuck is going on. Grimacing, she grabbed my arm. There's not time for that. We need to barricade a room until we can get help. I shook my head. Fuck that. If this is so serious, I'll call 911 right now. I pulled up my phone and held it up. You want me to do that?" She pulled out her own phone. Sure, go ahead. If I can't get you to listen, let's at least have the cops get on the... I don't have a signal. I always have signal here. I looked back at my own phone. It was the same, and while I went ahead and tried calling twice, there was no dial tone or ringing. Looking up, I met Allison's worried eyes. Fuck. Fine. Let's go in there and you explain to me what the fuck this is. And after we were in my office and the door was locked and barricaded with a bookshelf, it's exactly what she did. I. I haven't been dealing with this whole breakup thing very well. I mean, shit, you know that, right? I know I've seemed crazy, and then I started accusing you of stuff, and sitting down in my desk chair, I snorted. (laughs) Yeah, like cheating, which I never fucking did. She grimaced and nodded. I believe you. In my head, I do, but the last few days have been really hard, and I've been really sad and bitter. I normally talk about stuff like that with well with you, but since that wasn't working and you'd had enough of my crazy, which I totally get, but just saying I went online and started reading different forums and stuff where people were mad at exes, got cheated on, wanted revenge all kinds of stuff I felt like it was helping, just seeing other people in that kind of pain you know Allison slumped down against the wall I never posted anywhere, never gave anyone anything, but somehow I get this email a few days ago No pictures, no links, not selling anything that I could tell, just a few paragraphs describing. Well, it called it a revenge ritual. I stared at her. A ritual. The email called it the night hunt. I know how it sounds. At first I thought it was just an odd story or some viral marketing thing, but nothing else like that came, and... I couldn't even see the address it came from, and it it stuck with me. I tried to push it out of my mind, but I kept opening my phone and rereading it, but it didn't sound hard to do, and I didn't expect it to do anything, really. Of course I didn't. I thought it was more like a cathartic thing, like when people burn someone's stuff after their breakup. She looked back up, her expression haunted. I didn't know what I did was real. I felt my stomach twisting at the fear and dread in her voice. What did you do? She buried her face in her arms. It said to take a box. You tie it up with a bow, but before you close it, you put in something from yourself and the one that wronged you. That and some paper. You then take it as close as possible to the place where you were wronged and bury it. It has to be done at sunrise. That next night, the person that wronged you, they get punished. I felt my pulse rising higher. Punished how? Allison shook her head without looking up. I don't know. It's all bullshit, right? I didn't think it was going to work. So, what? You hired someone to punish me? She did look up then. No, you're not listening. I, I didn't really want to hurt you, okay? I was just mad and sad about everything. Yes, I got the box and did the thing. I went and buried it. Well, where you had told me we were done being together, but after that I worried about it. I kept worrying about it all day. So after work today, I drove back out there to dig it back up. I felt dumb, but I felt guilty too. She let out a bitter laugh. (laughs) But then the rain came. You know how people drive in the rain? It was an accident. I was stuck in traffic for over an hour, and by the time I got out here, it was almost dark. I ran out there to get it. I was feeling more scared about it now though I didn't know why. That's when I saw them. I leaned forward. Who? She gave me a hollow smile. Those children. a small boy and girl. Dressed in dark clothes with super pale skin. They, they were digging up the box. Dropping her eyes, she went on. I wanted to approach them, but just looking at them, even from a distance in the dark, I was terrified. You could tell there was something wrong with them. Not just how they looked and moved, but something more. It was like radiation coming off of them. How wrong they were. So I hid, and I watched. They opened the box, took out the note, and two things... A necklace you gave me for my birthday a couple of years ago, and that hat of yours you always wear around the yard in my place. The boy kept the necklace and gave her the hat. The next moment she was gone, just kind of a weird shadowy blur like the film got sped up in one spot. And the boy, he turned and looked at me. She paused for a moment, looking around. Do you hear something? I hear banging far away. Maybe it's just my imagination. I strained to listen for a moment, but all I heard was the wind and the rain lashing the roof overhead. No, I don't think so, but... So what happened with the boy? She shuddered. He just started walking toward me. Like Pepe Le Pew or something. I don't know. I just. I knew I needed to get out of there and I needed to warn you. Letting out a long breath, I looked down at my phone again. Still no signal. So. What. Who are they? Allison shrugged. I don't know. They aren't people. I don't know what they are. Just that she's after you and he's chased me all the way here. Standing up, I felt fear and anger bubbling up, but I tried to keep my voice even. What did the damn email say about them? Just pretty much what I said. It was more flowery and all, but it was basically just... This is a ritual to fuck with someone that fucked with you. To... Rebalance things. It said that, I think. I shook my head. And you just do this shit, not knowing what it's going to do, or how it might hurt me, or you even. She scowled at me. I said I fucked up. I said I didn't know it would really work. Why would I think it was real? Some magic shit? But as soon as I did it, I knew something wasn't right. And when I saw them, her expression broke as she started to tear up again. God, I really am sorry. I don't know. I'll figure out a way to fix it. I was torn between wanting to comfort her and yell at her. How in the fuck do you... Fuck. I sighed and looked at the ceiling. What was this note? You said something about paper you put in there. What was that? Allison sat up more. Yeah, it was just like a a line of French. I copied it from the email, but I don't know what it means. I stared at her. Jesus, just writing shit down and putting it in this fucking thing, and you can't be bothered to Google that shit? Her face began to turn red. Stupid, I know. But it was just a few words, and I didn't want to know. I was... She shook her head again afraid if I knew too much, then I wouldn't go through with it, and I thought I needed it. Ice crept across my chest. Because you, at least part of you, you thought it might be real, didn't you? She was crying more freely now. Yes, okay, fucking maybe I did. I'm ashamed of it, and I'd take it back now if I could, but yeah. Losing you made me hate myself, and that made it feel okay to hate you, too. Somehow, even in the middle of everything going on, that managed to hurt me more than I'd expected. Turning to stare at the wall, I asked again, Do you remember what the note said? Like what the letters or words were? I... I think so. It was like ou la tre, or une la tre, maybe. Like that, but a little longer. I searched my memory from a year of college French. Suddenly my mouth went dry. Was it une la tre? I heard her sucking her breath. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. What's it mean? Resting my head against the wall, I didn't try to hide the fear in my voice anymore. It means one or the other. I jerked back as I felt a dull thud in the wall. Did you hear something again just now? She nodded. Yeah. Me too. I think it's the fucking access door under the house. It comes open in the wind sometimes. Allison frowned at me. Well, even if they go under there, there's no doors under the house, right? And they don't seem to be coming in on us yet. I I don't know if that's a rule of theirs, like vampires or something. I looked around the room. No doors, but there's ductwork under there. And every room has vents. My eyes landed on the vent in the corner of the room just as Allison began to scream. There were tiny pale fingers poking out through vent holes, stealthily pushing the cover free so the path inside with us would be open. I ran over and stomped on the vent cover with disgust, trying to crush the fingers between the lines of metal, but they were already gone. Hearing another cry from Allison, I turned to see another vent in the far corner pushing up slowly get it. We have to keep them out. She did stand up then and as fast as I thought she was moving to block the vent but instead she went to the bookcase and yanked it aside enough to open the door partially. What are you doing? Stop that. She turned and looked back at me even as she slid through the gap. One or the other and it's not going to be you. I ran across to stop her, but she was already gone down the hall, and by the time I opened the gap enough to get through, she'd made it to the front door and yanked it open. The door came rushing in, wind and water and darkness, and for a moment I was terrified she was going to just leave the door open and let them both in. But no. She thumbed at the knob lock and went out, slamming the door behind her. I ran into the window and looked out, watching in mute horror as she walked out into the rain. Take me. It's my fault. Take And then she was gone. It had been, like she said, a dark blur like a patch of the night went fast and then slow again. One moment she's shaking in terror, calling out into the dark, trying to fix what she'd done. And the next she just wasn't. Less than a minute later, the rain stopped. That was a month ago. There's been no sign of Allison since, and though I did report her missing after discovering her car outside my house, I haven't told anyone about what really happened. They probably wonder if I did something to her but they'll never find any sign of that or anything else because there's none to find. That's not entirely true because on that back window where the thing that looked like a girl stared in at me was a permanent stain of a ghostly white where her hand was pressed and dripped down. Seeing it now, instead of running down, it looks like it's grown up a warped, pale fungus or a twisted, evil tree, grown up from the ground of the park where me and Allison first kissed and where I told her we needed to end it, or maybe from the dark earth nestled in the shadowed corners of the human heart. Our next story is written by Cryptic Nightmares. If you find yourself enjoying it, be sure to check out his books. They will be linked down below. Bad Drugs by Cryptic Nightmares. I know I'm not the only one that this has happened to. I can't be. I'm sure at least some of you know what I'm talking about. That moment they hit and you realize something is off you realize it's not just a bad trip. What you took has gone bad, like expired antibiotics or Tylenol. For most of my adult life, I did little more than smoke weed, with the occasional evening where I could find some sort of hallucinogen. Acid was my preference, but I wouldn't shy away from some mushrooms if they were easier to find. Three months ago, I felt the urge to have another spiritually lifted night, as I tend to call it. So I called up the guy I usually talk to when acquiring my Vision Quest materials, and he told me something strange. Hey Bert, I don't work tomorrow, so I thought of making my night a little special. You happen to have anything available? Bert's voice traveled through the phone in an unusually somber tone. Uh, yeah, I got something for you, but... But What? Some people have been hitting me up saying that There's something weird about this batch Oh yeah? Weird how? They didn't say But they don't seem to like it from how they're acting So I don't know Maybe it's a strong batch and they just don't like the intensity Like I said, it's just a guess though (laughs) I sat there on the phone Letting an awkward silence hang in the air For a few minutes as I thought it over I didn't work the next day, and it had been a few months since I had anything more than some good bud. Bert was really my only option when it came to drugs anyway. When you're younger, it's a lot easier to find people with the drugs you're looking for. However, as you get older, everyone just assumes you're a cop, and nobody will sell you anything. Bert cleared his throat on the other end of the line, pulling me out of my head and hinting at me to continue the conversation. Sorry, yeah, uh, I'll take my usual three. I'll head out and make my way over to pick them up from you in just a minute. Okay, but just realize that I did warn you about this batch. Yeah, I I get it. Don't worry, warning received. Your hands are clean. With that final statement, I hung up and began to gather my things to head out to my car. Something about the situation, or maybe it was something that Bert had said about the batch, had burrowed its way into the back of my mind. The little mind leech of an uncomfortable feeling wouldn't let go, and made the drive over to Bert's house fill with suspicion. On the one hand, this wasn't the first time I'd accepted acid that he said others had thought were too strong. Those times had proved to be just what I was looking for, to propel me into a night of speaking with other dimensional beings and flying amongst the stars with a heavy trip. Yet on the other hand, that little brain slug of doubt in the back of my mind wouldn't allow my nerves to settle. When I finally reached Bert's house, my excitement for a good night had managed to overcome the strange feeling I'd received from a conversation. Bert and I had been friends for years and years at this point. The two of us had gone to the same high school, and remained relatively close after graduation. He only sold weed back in high school, but had since grown his cloak and dagger business into providing various hallucinogens. He typically had either shrooms or acid, sometimes both. Occasionally, he would have ecstasy, but that was rare, and I often had no interest in that. He once had peyote. It was only that one time, but damn, that was a really intense endeavor. As I walked into his home, he sat at the table, separating out little paper tabs. His performing this task was in no way odd to me. I'd seen him do it hundreds of times. The part I found unusual about this particular instance was that he was wearing gloves. Bert never wore gloves for this, often micro-dosing himself as he separated out hits. So in a way, it was a little added bonus for him beside the money. Hey, what's with the gloves, dude? I asked, not being able to rein in my curiosity. It's just, uh, it's like a precaution. I told you, man, there's something strange about this sheet. I mean, just look at it. I looked at the small square of paper with a grid of perforations, creating a 10 by 10 sheet of 100 total hits. I immediately knew what he was talking about. Instead of a transparent liquid dipped over a clean white sheet of blotter paper, it was orange. I don't mean that there was a slight yellowing as if the mixture was potent or anything. I mean that it was nearly neon orange and somewhat streaked. Oh, dude, is that normal? Did you get this from a different guy or something? No, I got it from the same guy, but... I sat staring at him for what... Felt like an eternity just waiting for him to finish the sentence. When it ever came, I tried to coax the rest of what he was saying out of him. But what? Bro, you can't just stop mid sentence like that and leave me hanging. He seemed to snap out of his impromptu trance, gathered three little tabs, and then held them out to me before speaking. He was just acting strange when I picked this up from him. Oh, yeah? I said as I held out my hand, letting him drop the three hits into my palm. Strange how? I, I don't really know how to describe it. It was like he had a secret, or maybe just a little over-paranoid. Come to think of it, his pupils seemed dilated, so maybe he'd been tripping when I got them. Now that I think about that possibility, it doesn't seem so strange. Well shit, man, if he was tripping, then of course he'd be acting a little strange. I don't think I'd read too much into it. With that, I paid him and began to walk out the door to my car. When I reached the door, I realized that the three hits were still sitting in my palm, and I had no bag or container to place them in for the trip home. I stood at the door, contemplating how to solve this seemingly minuscule problem. Apparently, I'd stood staring back and forth from my hand at the doorknob for much longer than I realized, and Bert called out to me. Hey, Jim, you cool, man? been standing there trying to figure out my door for like five minutes now. You just turn the handle and walk through it. Not that complicated. A strange tingly wave started from my skull and flowed through the rest of my body twice before I could make my mouth respond. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I said as I glanced back at him and then to the tabs in my hand. I smiled to myself as I shook off the last remnants of the strange tingle sensation and tossed all three little paper tabs into my mouth. Then, saddling them beneath my tongue, I let the acid soak into the veins and I turned the handle and opened the door. I gave Bird a quick wave goodbye as I stepped through. I saw the utterly shocked look on his face as I closed the door behind me, no doubt his reaction from seeing me take all three hits at once even before I got home. I knew acid took about 20 minutes to kick in, and my drive home was only 10 minutes, so I would still have a good 10 or more minutes before it hit to get ready and settle for the wild night I was about to have. However, I began to get scared on the way home as I began to feel my breathing pattern change and more waves of shivers and tingles washed over my body. Holy shit. This must be some good stuff, I thought to myself as I parked in my car and walked up to the front door. Suddenly I could no longer feel the tabs under my tongue, and as I reached for the door handle, I saw them sitting in the palm of my hand. I froze and stared, focusing on the three tiny squares of paper resting gently in my palm. <sighs> what the fuck? I said as my heart began to race. I brought my hand in my mouth to put the tabs under my tongue, but just as I moved, they disappeared and I could once again feel them soaking in my saliva. Another chill ran up my spine and I began to shake back and forth like a dog trying to dry its fur. I stopped suddenly, realizing that I was performing this strange dance still standing out in the open in my front steps. Get inside! Get inside! Go inside! A strange whisper echoed just behind my right As I spun around to see who had made it. The view before me blurred and the street began to form waves like it were made of liquid. The car's passing melted into little more than colorful blobs, rolled for a few feet, then exploded into various generic vehicle shapes. I closed my eyes and rubbed my eyelids, trying to reset my vision. I shouldn't have hit so soon. Something feels wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. It's wrong. Something is wrong. Another echo whispered sounded behind my left ear, causing me to spin around again. I became genuinely terrified at the thought that I'd bitten off more than I could chew with this. My heart raced and I quickly opened the front door and burst through into my kitchen. I stumbled to the floor and kicked the door shut behind me. Hey, Jim, you cool, man? You've been standing there trying to figure out my door for like five minutes now. You just turn the handle and walk through it. It's not that complicated. (sighs) Yeah, I'm fine. Wait. What? How did you get... My voice trailed off as my kitchen came back into view. I shook my head as another chill surged through my body. This shirt's getting too hot, I said as I began to pull it off over my head. This is going bad quickly. I need something to calm me. My heart pounded within the prison of my ribcage, and I nearly began to cry with fear as I realized this was going to be more than just a bad trip. This is going to be a bad trip. The voice came from the Alexa speaker on the wall, but it sounded like it was slowed down and way too deep. I gripped at my chest, trying to slow my heart, and felt my shirt this shirt's getting too hot, I said as I began to take it off. I stopped halfway as the thought of already doing this flashed through my mind. This, 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 this is going to go go go, go- going to be... The warped robotic voice of Alexa came through the speakers again. Shut up, how would you know? I yelled out. As soon as the words left my mouth the room fell deathly silent. Another chill screamed through my body as I reached up and grasped the counter, then finally pulling myself to my feet, I needed something to calm me. I thought again. Alexa, play calm music. That should help. Now I just need to get some water or something. I'm sorry. I don't understand that, you little bitch. Please try again." What? Did she just say that? I tried to remember as I stumbled over the sink. I decided I couldn't waste time getting a glass and turned the faucet on to drink from directly. The water blasted me in the face as if it were a fire hose set to maximum pressure and I felt myself nearly drown. Stumbling back onto the floor, I turned to ask Kevin what was happening. How should I know? I'm only 14, remember? Wait, Kevin, how are you here? You died when we were kids. I was there when you got hit by the drunk driver. Kevin just laughed, but it didn't sound right. It sounded guttural and glitchy. I watched as my childhood best friend flickered between normality and entirely brutalized, just as he had looked after being hit by a speeding vehicle. You know you could have saved... Me. No, it, it wasn't my phone. It was. I was interrupted by the speaker again. I don't think I can help you with that, you pathetic junkie. Damn it, shut up, Alexa! I screamed as another jolt of tingles surged through my body. Alexa, play calming music, you stupid bitch! You could have saved me, Jimmy. His voice had changed again to a little more than an echoed whisper, oscillating back and forth in my mind. No, I couldn't have, Kevin. You aren't really here. You died fifteen years ago. A blast of death metal and maximum volume filled the room from the speaker. I quickly covered my ears as spire growled and screamed their lyrics. Do you like that, you little bitch, 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 little bitch? What the fuck is happening? Alexa, stop! Suddenly the room fell deathly silent and I decided to make my way to the couch in the living room to lay down and relax. Maybe I could turn on some music visuals and the television to try and redirect this trip. I called out for Alexa to turn on the TV as I crawled my way into the room. Instantly a pain crashed into my stomach and I puked all over the floor. I couldn't help but scream in terror as I knew that vomiting the tablets back up would cause them to reactivate, so to speak. Which would intensify my already out-of-control vision quest. Hey, Jim, you cool, man? You've been standing there trying to figure out my door for, like, five minutes now. You just turned the... Handle! Yes, I know, Bert! I I can make... I stopped realizing I was sitting still in Bert's house. Wait. No, I wasn't. Where was I? My couch. That's right. Sir? Who are you talking to? I, w- I was talking to... Wait, who are you? How did you get in my... This is my house, right? As I looked at the person, their face melted down to the bone and reformed in my mother's. A look of knowing disappointment appeared on her face. Just as I began to speak, the entire person liquefied, poured onto the floor, then reformed into my dog from when I was a child and burst into flames. Is it hot enough in here for you? A bellowing voice said, bouncing back and forth between my ears. Somehow I knew it was coming from my long dead dog as it continued to burn and heat the room. Yeah, this shirt's getting too hot. I I need to take it off. I responded. The dog blew away as mere ashes. Then, as the last ash floated off into the wind, I heard three loud, deep barks. The same barks I remembered from my dog. I scooted myself over and leaned up against the tree so I could look out over the field. Wait, no, there can't be a tree. I was in my living room, right? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Please try again. Alexa's voice rang out, but sounded as though someone kept changing the record's speed as she spoke. Hey Jim, you cool, man? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Hey Jim, you alright? Holy shit, I have to get this under control. What if I go take a shower? It usually calms me down. The thoughts barely formed as they pushed through my screaming and crowded brain. Another shock and wave of chills pulsed through my body as I stumbled my way to the bathroom. I made the mistake of looking in the mirror above the sink. I began to scream with terror as I watched the skin over my face begin to melt and drip into the sink only for the vision to stutter and start over with my skin steel intact. I reeled back, falling into the bathtub that was already filled for some reason with cold water. I'm calling the c- 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 cops, you pathetic ch- ch- junkie. I heard the glitchy robotic voice of Alexis say. Hey, Jim, you cool, man? You've been standing there trying to figure out my door for like five minutes now. You just turn the handle and walk through it. It's not that complicated. Sir, you can't be in there. There. Sir, you. said my brother as if he were speaking in slow motion. Wait. What are you doing here? I just said before water splashed over my face. I fell deeper in the bathtub than I ever should have. I fell impossibly deep, sinking down as if there was no bottom. I screamed, but no bubbles formed in front of my face. Instead, colorful and intricate balloon animals were expelled from my throat. I tried to stand and effortlessly rose to my feet. Cool water splashed on my face. Another shock and chills flooded my body and the world around me suddenly went black. I woke to a white room, still breathing and warping around me, my head swimming. And I looked around, realized that I was strapped down to the bed, surrounded by sterile whites and various strange machines. My mind began to race with confusion and fear. First, a giant weasel burst through the door, morphed into a horse, and then finally into a human-shaped pile of worms wearing a police uniform. Why am I here? What are you going to do to me? I called out with a tremble in my voice. Son, the pile of cop worms began to speak out in English. I'm not going to ask you what drugs you've taken, because at this point it doesn't matter. Do you have any idea what happened over the past 24 hours? The room took a deep breath and expanded out nearly twice its original size. It shrank back down to the point I thought it would crush both the worm cop that had changed into a lizard wearing a uniform and me. Nothing. I went home for a normal night and fell asleep in the shower. How did I end up here? I struggled through my words to make my voice sound calm and normal. He didn't know I'd taken anything, did he? How did any of this get out of just being in my house? I knew I should have stayed away from that acid after seeing that it looked so unusual. It's way past its time. It should have worn off. What if it messes me up and never goes away? What if I'm like this forever, just doomed to perpetually trip for the rest of my life, never able to truly function again? My horrified train of thought was interrupted by Officer Lizard speaking again. You were found in a public fountain, you drowned. They had to shock you multiple times to get your heart started, and you kept screaming about a dead dog, telling someone named Alexa to shut the fuck up. Lizard Cop paused for a second, staring at me, apparently waiting for his words to sink into my intoxicated mind. Now, Do you want to try again to tell me what happened? Because that clearly was no normal night at home. Hey, Jim, you cool, man? You've been standing there trying to figure out my door for like five minutes now. You just turn the handle and walk through. It's not that complicated. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Instead of answering as the voices echoed in my head, I turned my head and closed my eyes. I cannot still discern reality from the constantly fluctuating world of this never-ending trip. I can't leave this room. They won't let me. They don't trust me, but honestly, ever since I took those three little taps, neither do I. Hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed tonight's stories. I did. They were both really interesting, especially that second one. As someone who's never tried and will never try hallucinogens, um, I'm interested. I know my audience, at least least according to my analytics, are anywhere between uh, 35 to 50. Definitely a group of people who maybe have done acid or shrooms or something of that nature if you have and you feel comfortable sharing your experience i'd love to hear what happened whether it was good or it was bad or if nothing happened at all i understand that these things affect different people differently of course from what i understand taking it earlier in life is more not necessarily beneficial it's the only word i can think of but from what i've heard the older you get the worse your trips become they become bad trips because you're aware of terrible things in the world. That's just what I've heard. I've always been too anxious and afraid to try it. So if you've done it and you've had a good time, let me know. Or if you've had a bad time, let me know what happened then as well. I'm really interested to know. Anyway, if you enjoyed tonight's stories, be sure to share it with someone that you think would like it. Share it on your Facebook page your Twitter page. Send a text to Grandma. I don't really care just give it a share it really really helps out also of course leave a like and a comment below tell me what you thought of the stories and as always i'll see you all in the next one have a wonderful day afternoon or evening and stay safe out there and don't do drugs